Amuse-Bouche podcast. Hi, welcome to Amuse-Bouche podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Jordan. Joining you this week is Whitney Reynolds. She is a writer and podcaster. What did you eat this week, Whitney? Well, this this morning, well, I, I, I made this last week, but uh, this morning I ate the last of the leftovers of this bagel casserole I made. That I, did you say I bagel? I did say bagel casserole. <laughs> and it was, um, it's a recipe, I modified it from a recipe I got on Tasting Table. Um, it's basically like a bagel bread pudding, more or less. And the original recipe called for like, you know, bacon and scallions and stuff. But I was like, what, is, what do I, like, what's my favorite thing to have on a bagel? And I'm, so I made it with um, salmon cream cheese mm-hmm. and I made pickled uh, pickled red onions and capers and dill. And so it's just like all those little extra bits with like a bunch of chopped up, like I used a variety pack of bagels. So there was mm-hmm. poppy seed and pumpernickel and, and rye and everything in there. And, and then it's with a bunch of eggs and milk and you let it sit overnight, throw it in the oven. It's so good. That sounds it was the first, really good. It was the first time I'd made this, this variant on it that this, mm-hmm. this, you know, this thing I made up and I was a little unsure if it would work out well, but it worked out perfectly. It was so good. <laughs> I would have never thought to make a bread pudding with bagels. That sounds awesome. It is. Like, especially if you have, like, a really nice bagel. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I bet... I bet that would even be good with, like, the cinnamon raisin ones. Like, if you went with, like, the traditional flavors just with bagel instead. Yeah, if you did... if you Yeah, if you didn't do, like, a savory Mm -hmm. kind of thing. That sounds awesome. I made... I've been experimenting with my slow cooker, uh, which, Mm. considering how easy slow cookers are supposed to be, like, I've had some tough times with mine since I got it. I feel like I haven't been very successful, but this week I tried a, like, Mexican quinoa thing, and I've never never cooked quinoa before, uh, but I had bought some because it was on sale, and I figured, like, oh, I should try this because I was out, I was running out of rice, and I was like, I can try this instead. So it was quinoa, enchilada sauce, uh, mm. canned tomatoes, some corn, some beans, uh, some butternut squash, and then I also added a uh, sweet potato to it, and then some onion, and like a half of a taco packet. So it was pretty easy, but it had lots of yeah. vegetables in it, and it was really good, and I was really happy, and it was, I've been eating that like all week. That sounds uh, a lot like, it's similar to what I made last night, which is like, I bought this, it was like a bird's eye protein blend frozen it's like a mix of uh beans and corn and mm-hmm. lentils and stuff it's just like a frozen blend and i bought it and i was like oh, i'll put it in soup sometime and i put it in there with chorizo and some like cans of rotel and and okay. uh, crumbled up tortilla chips it's oh that delicious. sounds good yeah i've been putting yeah, I love it. tortillas as like the i don't know like the burrito part <laughs> inside a tortilla oh. and it's been great and I also have been putting uh, like sauteed Trader Joe's soy chorizo on it. I'm not a vegetarian, mm. but I've been obsessed with. No, soy chorizo can be very good. It's super good. It's really good. I've been eating that like for like two weeks now, just off and on on everything, and it's it's. I've been very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I love chilaquiles. So anything that's mm-hmm. like that kind of softened mm-hmm. tortilla taste, like that that like leftover. Tortilla chip kind of deliciousness, that corn tortilla. And like I yeah. made a, a casserole. I'm very into casseroles. I am <laughs> with, too. I feel like most people aren't, chips. so this is nice. <laughs> yeah, I made I made one that was like a tortilla chip casserole that was just like, you know, I cooked up some ground beef and tomatoes and, and some, you know, spiciness and then like layered, like basically made like a lasagna kind of thing, layering tortilla chips. And it became this just thick. Have that good, you know, the mouth that bite, the way that, yeah. like, a softened fried tortilla thing tastes like. Oh, so good. My, I gotta make it again sometime. It sounds a lot kind of like, my mom used to make something called enchilada pie, which I think was something <laughs> her mom made. Yeah, where it's like, it's like lasagna, but with corn tortillas as the noodles, yep, yep, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah, I remember, that was one of our favorite. I actually thought that was what enchiladas were for, <laughs> until I was, like, an adult. Like, I, cause I, I, Mexican restaurants always get quesadillas cause that's just how I roll. Um, so I never had ordered them. And then as an adult, I started ordering them and I was like, oh, oh, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. 
because I thought it was like lasagna. Uh, so I know that you are really into video games and I'm video game food. Video games. Yes. And in fact, yes. you wrote an article about the food in Final Fantasy XV. I did indeed for Eater. Yes. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> So the thing about Final Fantasy XV, there's a lot of things about Final Fantasy Fantasy yes, um, the, but it's the, about the thing about Final Fantasy XV is that it took ten years of development between the time it was announced, when it was originally going to be a completely different game that was like Final Fantasy versus Thirteen Nova Fabul I don't know, uh, but when it finally came out, it's like oh boy, has this ten years been been worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I knew, I knew I was going to play it no matter what, because I've been a Final Fantasy fan since, you know, I was 10. And uh, one of the things that really caught my attention when I was, like, looking to the stuff in lead up is the fact that actually cooking food, food is part of the game. Mm-hmm. Because the story of the game is that, you know, the main character is a prince who has gone off with his three best bros on a road trip to go to his, his wedding. Uh, and then things go awry. But, you know, the whole game is just driving around with your bros, and then you camp. And, you know, when you camp is when all of your, like, experience points for the day are are tallied up. And then every night oh, of camp... Oh, so it's, you... it's not when you're fighting. No, and that's a that's really... That's so a really... cool! Yeah! So they're, they're, you can make the poor boys stay up for, like, days straight, and then at the end of the day, get, like, a huge amount of experience all tallied up at once. But if you die, then you lose it all. So... But then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, you pick your chef in the party, who's Ignis, who is the, you know, they're they're all good looking boys, but he's he's the one with glasses and a British mm-hmm. accent, and he, you know, cooks a meal, and it's all of this all of this food, the the meal, you know, then gives the characters a, a status boost, you know, may, might make them, you know, have a stronger attack or have more hit points or be resistant to certain things, and you you find other you find recipes throughout the the world by going to restaurants like you can go there's a chain of diners called the crow's nest and they all serve the same fries and the same you know weird baked salmon except if you go to the original one that has like that it has the special kenny's original salmon which has extra like roe on it i'm like who eats salmon at a diner oh god (laughs) um but it gives you boost. Do they eat then... salmon at diners in Japan, though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and then you know your your chef thinks of you know he eats a a, a recipe at a at a restaurant and he's like, haha, I've come up with my own version of this. I know how to make this at the camp, and so then he'll make you know recipes at the camp, and they all look. If you see the screenshots of them, they look real. Like it's it's. I've so much... seen the screenshots. They like when like I photographs. was initially like the, the the reason I ended up writing the story is I had a dream that somebody let me write about the food in Final Fantasy 15 and I tweeted I had a dream that somebody let me write about the food in Final Fantasy 15 and Helen Rosner at Eater who follows me on Twitter was just like Ahem. and then I like showed her pictures and she was like wait this is from a game this is from a game this looks real and so I was able to get in contact with um, some people at Square who make the game, and ask them a couple questions. They were they were just like, oh yeah, this is a, you know you know we've done a lot of talking with people about this, but this is a different angle that nobody has been asking us about. So this was very cool for me as a lifelong you know Final Fantasy nerd, as I got to you know I, I sent all my questions off to be translated and asked, and they were answered by the director of the game and the art director. That's of the amazing. Game, so. so I was just so like nerded out hardcore um and the like the really cool thing about like why does this all look so good and why is food such an important thing is like they you know they really wanted to capture you know the like the feeling of being on a road trip and how you know when you the things you eat when you're you know doing that when you're out camping you know it all feels a little more real and in order to capture that they i don't know if they did this for every recipe but they definitely did it for some and there's pictures to prove it that they went out into the outdoors with camping equipment and made the actual dishes that you make in the game and then photographed them and then that went over to, you know, a 3D modeling team. So that's why it's it's so perfect from beginning to end because there's that much care in it. And they wanted to, um, ex- since it's, it's a road trip, like express, you know, you go to a different city and there's like a different, you know, type of 
you know, food there. Like you go to one large city and it's, you, you know, you go from diners and then you go to another large city that sort of has like a Middle Eastern flair and then you go to another large city. So you pick up Italian. Along you pick up recipes and like it gives you the, like a sense of the scale of the world. I had no idea, like, that aspect of it. Like, I had no idea you got to, like, collect recipes. That kind of makes me want to play the game, because that sounds, like, so much fun. You come up with it, some of it is from eating at restaurants, and some of it is from, like, it's literally from you fight a monster, and then you, like, maybe get a, (laughs) you you get a bit of meat, and that's when when Ignis, your chef, is like, that's it! I've come up with a new recipe! (laughs) And he's, because he found some steak. Well, he has to use it, it can't go to waste. Yeah, <laughs> this meat you that he took to, off a giant frog. Do you have to like buy ingredients for him, or does he like kind of? It's like a combination where you collect you can things both. from fighting, and then you also buy ingredients. I'm not. You collect things from fighting. You can buy ingredients, and then you can also forage. Mm. So it's marked on your map. There's like procurement points, and it's like a little leaf on the map. And you know, there's there's something there. There's some sort of produce there. And this led to me early in the game. I was like, I can see on the map that there's something over there. There's peas over there. There's there's green peas. And I walked over there and there was a giant monster. <laughs> like extremely high level, like so high level that the like 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 Latin music start, you know, the, the dramatic uh-huh. chorus. You know, ha 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 and I'm like, okay, I guess I can't not have those peas yet. Yeah, you have to you have to earn the peas. <laughs> so so much of my early game time was just like because it's 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 open world. Much of it is open world, and you can do whatever you want, and and until you run out of things to do and have to advance the plot. But so much of my early gameplay was just ignoring the plot entirely, and like looking for recipes and looking and going to pick up ingredients. Because you know I'd find some new mushroom, and Ignis would think of a recipe to do with it. That's so cool. Um, I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm, uh, I've never played that. See, that's, like, the only one I've really played. Like, I played a bit of 10. Like, I borrowed it from a friend, and I never finished it, and I wasn't, like, super into it. And then I played 14 because my boyfriend was really into it, and we're long distance, so it was something mm-hmm, that we could mm-hmm. play together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very nice. Yeah, and so I was really into that for a while, and it's actually how I, like, met my boss now, like, yeah. And through Final Fantasy XIV, I ha- I got the job that I currently have, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't played fifteen, and I actually you said that it, it had such a long lead up, and I I was just thinking about how long I played it. Fourteen and fifteen only just came out, and fourteen had been around for a long time before I started playing. Cause and they this did the, it was the reborn, yeah. the realm reborn thing, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what a long time to wait. Did you feel? Did you feel like it was worth it? Like. Overall. Oh, I've actually, I'm, you know, I, I, I've now, they have a new game plus feature, so you can, you know, start a new game with all of your, you know, stats and items and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And I am now, uh, my game clock, I believe, says 130 hours, so uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like halfway through <laughs> a second playthrough. I need to play this game. It's I, so... I know my boyfriend has it, so I wonder if I could be like, can you just like show me the, just the parts that I want to do, which is just, just the food parts. <laughs> And it's really nice because it's, it's, you know, it really builds, it's it's one of the more character, the plot kind of doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't care. I don't, I understand criticism of it, but for me, like, the fun of it was riding around in this car with my boys and, like, mm-hmm. all of their character interactions and them just, like, liking each other and just being on a road trip with my best friends. And, oh, this is another feature. Um, all of your, your four main characters, they have favorite foods. Oh, I love of all, it. Of all your recipes, so that, like, if you are scanning through your recipes, there's, like, a little, like, cute pixelated version of them, and that just means mm-hmm. that that's their favorite. And then if they eat that, they get a little extra status boost. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God, it's there's also an a, official cup noodle. Oh, yeah, I know of this vaguely. I vaguely know of this, mostly just people saying cup noodle a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is that there's... There's an actual, like, you see signs for actual cup noodle. And, you know, there's a cup noodle stand in one of, like, the first large city you go to. And one of your your party members, you can make cup noodle. And one of your party members is, like, it's, it's like, literally a commercial of just talking about how great cup noodle is. And you go to find some, you know, extra special ingredients to make your extra special cup noodle. And and it worked. I totally ended up buying a bunch of cup noodle. Like, in real life. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> I actually had a cup noodle recently at a tiki bar. 
uh, where I guess they had like recipes from a chef who like it had American cheese in it is which is what like drew my attention to it. So it was like this weird combo of like American cheese and a couple other things inside of this pre-made cup noodle, and it was like really good. Yeah, and I was just, really surprised. No, that's it. Like, and I've been, I'm I'm a long, uh, long-standing fan of fancying up instant ramen. I do the same so, thing with craft dinner. So yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been making I've been making cup noodle with you know salsa verde in it or like mm. a like a you know instead of doing half milk and half water so it's creamy and then putting some hot like hot sauce in it so it's kind of like a buffalo kind of cup good. noodle. So yeah, thanks thanks Gladio. <laughs> thanks now, Square Enix. Do you think cuz something that I think would be really cool and I don't know if this is like completely not at all something that Square would do but like a cookbook based on the recipes that are from the game. I feel they really should. They really should. And I, like everybody, that's one of the major comments I've seen in the aftermath of my piece is being like, "Square needs to put out a cookbook." And now since um, since then, um, a couple of YouTube channels have popped up where people are recreating the recipes, and you know, I've seen articles now and then about people who are attempting to recreate the recipes. But there's nothing official, and there really should be. It sounds. Like, I know that there's, like, fantasy creatures, and obviously, like, we can't eat those you, you know, in real life. Yeah. But, like, I do wonder if they made an official cookbook where if they, like, subbed in, like, real-world foods for some <laughs> well, I mean, of the fantasy you could take, foods. <laughs> they take whatever real-world foods they use to make the, yes. the photos to start with. But then I think you could speculate, like, well, they use chicken for this thing, so does that mean that this thing always tastes like chicken? And, like, could you substitute chicken in for every time that this ingredient is used or whatever <laughs> i just find that very very interesting and i think that would be really fun don't is i do believe that there's like a final there's some final fantasy 14 cafes in japan that are like oh, you walk yeah, in and they're sounds... themed i if they've done that i feel like a cookbook is only logical <laughs> i hope so and it's been a really wildly successful game which uh, is unsurprising like mm-hmm. apparently it made back its full budget on the on day one. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah, that's really awesome. Do you have a favorite recipe from the or like something that not necessarily that you make a lot in the game, but that you wish you could eat in real life? Like what's the one if you could pick like one to three? What are your favorites? The, I know the prettiest one is there's this this oyster dish that you can buy at at uh, in in Golden Key, which is a, a fancy restaurant down by the like on the shore. Uh, like a like a beautiful restaurant in a in a hotel on the shore that sells fancy seafood and they have a beautiful paella and they have this these these oysters that just look so good and their paella looks good as well i think there's a the the green curry soup is i i actually made a green curry soup last week myself but i'm like this doesn't look as good <laughs> Yeah. I think the one that, the, just the one image that I keep seeing is that one that's like toast. It's just bread. It's just toast? Yeah. Yeah, when you when toast. you start out, when you start out, you can make toast and rice balls and I think uh, a croque monsieur. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But is the boys there... complain. The boys complain if that's all you eat. That's oh, like, no. Oh, well, Are sucks. any of the vegetarians? No, no. There's no... Well, There's no the, navigating um... allergies and <laughs> dietary restrictions in this game. Well, the main character is a fussy baby who doesn't like vegetables, but... Oh. Yeah. But he's still, you know, presumably somebody twists his, his arm and makes him eat. He's is a there... prince. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a prince, so he... Yeah. yeah. Is there, like, real-world... Count... Or, sorry, is there game counterparts to real-world ingredients, and are they called the same thing, or do they have, like, different, like, fantasy names? Well, they have... I mean, it's like... It, it's more like a variety of... Mm-hmm. Stuff like there's ham, but it's like a gigi ham, or uh, you know rice, but it's uh, Saxon rice. So it's like the location. Uh, it's like um, you know game world locations more. Mm-hmm. Other other than things that are like this is this is from a a monster. Like this is a, a Dullahorn steak that you got from killing a dull a dull horn. Okay, yeah, that sounds kind of. But it definitely is what... like there's you know rice and and sugar and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the lead in pepper because you find it in lead. Do you get things like honey and things like that, or like is there anything where you combine ingredients to make like a better ingredient? I don't know. No, that... that would be ni- that would be kind of nice though. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one and done, and there's no like it would be no. I'm I'm totally I see where you're going. I would love like a crafting. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, like, exactly. Like in Stardew yeah. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. If Harvest you could moon. like is like oh, I've got you know milk and sugar, and then I will make ice cream for it, and then I can use this ice cream ingredient to make. No, I would be super into that, but that's not the case. I want a game that's just all that, like a game where you're just. You're a chef slash warrior person, and you're going around finding ingredients to just craft, like, the most delicious foods in the world. I would be on board for a game I'd like that. I'd be so into it. That would be my favorite game of all time. Yeah, because you Especially, could do so many different things with that, too. Like, I would you also need have fighting. I would need it also to have, like, a romance element. <laughs> if there's other, like other warrior uh, chefs. Yes, like, or that you're, like, trying to woo someone, so you're trying to, like, make their favorite dish or something. Yes! Ah, I want this game. <laughs> yes. I love uh, that thing, that element of like Harvest Moon and, and uh, Stardew Valley and games like that where everyone has yes. favorite food. Because you were talking about favorite foods earlier. And I love that aspect that even with The Sims, like Sims have favorite foods. I just yeah, love that. that. Yeah. I mean, I remember like the whole in Stardew Valley, it's just like, how am I going to woo? You know, this was like, I've decided who I want to marry, and I'm just going to do it by bringing him hot peppers twice a week. Who, who was it? Well, the first time I played it, it was Sebastian, but the second time was Shane. And oh, Shane, my sweetie, my darling, my, <laughs> depressed, my sad, depressed husband. I love him so much. Shane was not uh, marryable when I yeah. played it. Uh, yeah, I that's part of the reason since. why I, I played, I had to play it again, as I got it on, on PS4, and I had to play it again, because I knew that Shane... Yes. He was one, he's, he's like... A sad dude with depression, and everybody was like, we want to marry him, and the developer was like, what? Yeah, right? Right, yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like all the women in that game are so much more interesting than the guys. Like, the guy made the game, and he was like, this is what women re- like, right? Which isn't, like, a complaint, it's just really funny to me. So I, like, absolutely was only flirting with girls in that game, because mm-hmm. I just found the girls way more interesting. Like, there's Leah, and yeah. I ended up marrying Abigail, my goth queen. I know and... most people. Most people I know <laughs> have married Abigail. She's so cool, and she yeah. loves she loves pumpkins. And so I, I would just grow tons and tons of pumpkins and make pumpkin ale and pumpkin everything. I don't even know if that made a difference, but uh, pumpkins come so late in the game, too. Like, you can't give them to her in, like, spring or summer. You can only get them in fall, so you have to, like, really be dedicated if you're going to wait that long to start, yeah. like, really giving her the good stuff. Anyway, yeah, I really like Stardew Valley. <laughs> Uh, and all I the love Stardew Valley. Make. I mean, if you want, I put between my two games, I put like about 180 hours into it. Wow! Yeah, and what zero other... regrets. Not a moment of it is a regret because it's so fun. Yes, and I, the, I'm working now on on kind of completing the whole recipe. Yes, I mean that's another one where you know you make friendships with people in the game and they send you recipes. Yes, absolutely. Or they send you just like ingredients that are hard to find. Yeah. I, yeah. I wooed Shane by, because one of his favorite things is beer. So just... I feel like his are so easy. It's like pizza, beer. Like, I feel... I... That was really... I became friends with him very easily, because I just brewed a bunch of beer and then gave it to him every day. Yeah, he's... I... I... The, I hot peppers. He loves hot peppers. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was like, hello. I mean, I would... If somebody, you know, if a hot farmer came to me where I was hanging out and brought me a homegrown homegrown hot peppers twice a week, I'd be wooed. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, most of them like gems and stuff, which are like, well, like anybody would like it if they were given an amethyst. But like a hot oh, yeah. pepper feels much more specific to my, my needs and my desires. In my first game, I uh, married Sebastian and he likes potatoes and sashimi. Ah. And so before I got a kitchen and could make sashimi, because I'm a, a maniac when it comes to fishing minigames, so I always had fish. See, I I could never get into the fishing. I don't know if they were just too hard for... Yeah, I'm, I, I, I could can't. not get it. I cannot for the life of me explain why they compel me so... But if there is a fishing... There's a fishing minigame in Final Fantasy XV, and mm-hmm. you can catch the fish, and then you can cook the fish. Perfect. Yes, it is. It, it is... Have you pull, caught every kind plate. of fish? Have no. You ever... Oh, oh man! Is it like if it's a big fish, then when you catch it, is it bigger on the plate? Like, does do you get more meat out of it? Is it like that? <laughs> no, no. Sadly, <laughs> unfortunately, what's 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 really screwed up is that you can catch uh, various varieties of catfish, but the game does not like. There's two different kinds of fish you can catch, and some 
will give you like edible ingredients, edible uh, items. And then the other thing is just give you like other items that you can use. Mm-hmm. You can, they're either, you could sell them or you can use them when making magic stuff. Mm-hmm. But catfish is not one of the edible ones. What? I know. What? And I'm like, this just must be a Japanese thing. Maybe they don't eat catfish there. Because like when I think of edible fish, that's like, you know, in the top five. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because, uh, the, one, they live can live through, like, anything. Like, yeah. they're very resilient and can live in, like, mud, basically. I mean, and so I'm from... you can from, find them everywhere. I'm from Tennessee, you know, which is a landlocked state. So, growing up, for me, if you wanted fresh fish, it was going to be catfish. Oh, well, yeah. I grew up in North Carolina, mostly, and it was the same thing. Like... Yeah. If you lived, so, like, inland, definitely yeah. catfish everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's, that's it's it's I I would say that is a main flaw that there is no gumbo. What is the what what is catfish used for in the game then? You get the 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 barbs the the their face whiskers and what? Then you, can, you can sell them or you can use them. That doesn't <laughs> or scales. All it's right. wrong in every way. What is the like most expensive and coveted dish in the game? Now there's. There's, I know that there is a a boss. Like there's this optional boss that uh, in the lead up to the game there was a talk of you know it takes uh, three real world days to fight this and it's like it's a something you can only get to after you've beaten the mm-hmm. game more or less. And you know when my one of my friends did actually take on this big boss and like apparently it took. 24 in-game hours to fight it. It took a very long time to, to bring so it down. So would you just, like, pause and go to sleep? No, and, and, like, there's there's a real-world clock. I don't I don't know. This it apparently does not actually take this long. But, it, you know, it took, okay. a, it, took, it took a long time. Like, it took probably, like, an hour of human-world Oh, fighting. okay. But there's, like, an, right, internal, there's an internal clock because there's a day-night cycle. I That makes total sense. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Okay. So, like, in the, in the world of the game, the boys were fighting it for a full day. Gotcha. But then apparently it drops something edible, and you can get a, a recipe off of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I have not experienced you... that. But but there's when you other said twenty four hours. I was like, how do you do that? Do you just like take a day off work and just play this game to beat this boss? Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, that was. This reminds me. Um, are you familiar with the game uh, Hate Plus? It sounds vaguely familiar, but not really. It's sort of a, it's, you know, a very text-heavy game mm-hmm. about uh, meeting a, there's like an AI woman that you are, you know, you've, you've found on a ship, and, you know, she's this AI from a, a, a very oppressive, misogynistic society, and, mm. but, you know, you're becoming friends with her, and in the, the sequel to the game, it takes, you have to do it over... Basically, three world, real world days. Like that's just there. there okay. It's like it's like an end of end of day one, and you cannot progress until like twelve hours have passed. Wow. And but then there's a a part of it when you know you're, um, you know, with your your AI girl buddy. She's she's like, oh, you should we should make a cake. Do you want to make a cake? Let's have cake together. And you know, she gives you a couple of recipes. She's like, you can make a mug cake. Gives you the recipe to make a mug cake in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Or she's like, and here's a real recipe. Or you could make your own recipe. And um, I, I chose to make my own recipe. And so, like, I literally, because my computer told me to make a cake, I went and made a cake. And then if you take a picture of yourself um, eating cake with your computer, with uh, Hunai is her name, uh-huh. um, and, and then email it to the developer, you get an achievement. <laughs> What? And buddy, I have that achievement. Because <laughs> I made That's... a cake. I made a cake for my computer and we had cake together and it's very cute. I do like... feel better knowing that you have to email the developer because I was getting a little like weird, not, not weirded out, but like, like, how does it know? <laughs> yeah, you, you have to, you have to specifically send an email to like cake okay. at 8 plus dot. Yeah. Okay. That is pretty, that's pretty cute though. It is. I mean, it's 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 kind of a dark game. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. but it's you know that's part of it. What kind of cake did you make? I think I made a like a, a like an apple cinnamon cake. Ooh. Like a yeah. I'm not a big baker, but I made a cake for my computer girlfriend. <laughs> what are very quickly before we move on? What are some other video game foods that you love or games with food as like a main 
theme, I guess. Well, this is this is something. It's another thing that I wrote about for Eater. It was the first piece I ever read for them, which is about the Gordon Ramsay phone game. What? I didn't even know this was a thing. Yes, it is called Gordon Ramsay Dash. It is basically Diner Dash, uh... but with Gordon, <laughs> with a little animated Gordon Ramsay who yells at you and encourages you. And I've been playing it consistently almost every day since June. I've wow. spent a ridiculous amount of human American dollars on it. Because I love it. It's like you open up, you, you start out in San Francisco with a burger restaurant and, you know, you do Diner Dash all through it. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's been, it's been a game for, you know, six or seven months. So there's, there's a pizza restaurant and like a, you know, a fine dining restaurant and an Italian restaurant and a French restaurant and a British pub. And now there's a place in Dubai and a Malaysian so, street food. And, so like and as you <laughs> progress in the game, do you unlock these? Yes. Okay. And, All right. Like they just updated it, and there's like this ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that does like molecular gastronomy, and that's what this I've is just, amazing. That's what I've just been playing today. Like I and, love Diner Dash, so this yeah, sounds perfect. I mean, fair warning: it is very addictive, and you will probably, at spend least, money. end up very tempted <laughs> to spend real human dollars. For me, I'm just like, no, take it, fine, here. <laughs> if I'm you here. enjoy it. And, and it, it is also, it's like, I got paid to write that piece, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <This> is, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's just a circle of life. And it's, yeah, it's, I've played, honest to God, it's probably the game I played the most in 2016, is Gordon Ramsay Dash. <laughs> I'm definitely going to play this game. It's very fun. And it's, 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 I found it encouraging to have Gordon Ramsay tell me I did a good job. Oh yeah, I don't know. I probably need to talk about that in therapy. <laughs> I love that he can be so cruel. Well, not cruel. He can, be, he like, can be so so mean and yet so encouraging. Yeah, especially uh, the one with the kids. I yeah, I haven't watched. Yeah, I haven't watched that. But uh, the Master Chef Junior, or whatever. It yes, is. it's just he's just so sweet, and I'm like, oh. It's all a show, isn't it? You are actually just a cuddly teddy bear. I have a friend who describes him as looking like one of the Muppet Pigs. (laughs) And now his sweet Muppet Pig face. Do you like any other celebrity chefs? I mean, oh, uh, I'm totally blanking on who it is. I feel like it's somebody that people associate with me with and I'm totally, totally gone on it. Good old, I mean, you know, good old, good old Bourdain. He's Deese, Mm -hmm, you know? mm Mm-hmm. I like uh, good. I like good eats, Elton Brown. I don't like. Uh, oh, absolutely. I don't like evil Elton Brown that has come. I down like the... both of them. No, <laughs> one of them is much more attractive to me, and I won't specify <laughs> which one. I but think the one fact of that them. you won't specify. Yeah, no, I don't like evil Elton Brown. Just... Oh yeah, Good Eats is is pretty is pretty great. Uh, I'm glad that it's on. At least some of it's on Netflix now. Yeah, that was a big show in my in my like. Teens and twenties in my household. I used to watch that to like go to bed. Oh yeah, that's very yeah. Same, same. It's very yeah. soothing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. One. Although I've kind of gotten away from that in in my own cooking. That the, there's here's this one like very correct way to do a thing. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Same with. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll shout out to the food lab, but it, sometimes I'm just like, I get it, but I know that you've done this via, via science, but there's more to food than just science, you know? Yeah. Um, a channel that I've been really into lately on uh, YouTube is Sorted Food, uh, where it's just a bunch of British guys that one of them, no, two of them are chefs, and then three of them or more. The The channel's gotten more people on it as they've gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they'll do, like, challenges with the, the three guys that aren't chefs, and it'll be, like, the macaroni and cheese challenge or <laughs> the smoothie challenge. And so, like... It's, I don't know, it's just really fun to watch these, like, three best friends, like, make their version of a thing, and then they all try them, and that it's just real wonderful. cute. Yeah, and they're all different. It's called Sorted Food. Oh. And they're all British and real cute, and they love each other very much, and they're very... <laughs> that sounds, like, very much my thing. I've been very, like, I tend to get really into something for, like, a couple weeks, and then I kind of cool off on it again, but I've been just, like... Yeah. Diving right into their archives and watching them pretty much any chance I have. And they, like, they're, like, you know, short videos, but 
they've been going since like 2010 or something. Mm. So really long time. And they're all real nice. Real nice boys. Yeah, I was watching one of the one YouTube food channel that's called Feast of Fiction. I haven't heard of that where one. Two, two cute it. young people make make foods from like games and animation oh, and stuff so like that. Cool. It's very cute. Yeah. They're yeah. they're cute. They're adorable. They've become a little bit too YouTube. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The my other favorite YouTube food channel is it's called uh, Peaceful Cuisine. I love that one. Oh, that God. one's so good. Like yeah. I don't. That one's the, like ASMR plus cooking. Oh, I ASMR so hard on that one, man. <laughs> like that was I found it because there was one day I was just feeling kind of fussy and I was like, what I really would like to relax right now is to watch somebody making noodles, like making mm-hmm. soba noodles. Like the, the real long stretching and, and kneading, mm-hmm. and I found it with that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm getting the tingles, man! This is it." Yeah, I love uh, that weird ASMR slash food crossover. Uh, yeah. There's a really good uh, channel. I think it's I think it's just Japanese stuff or something like that. But they do a lot of those. You know, when you go to like a Chinese restaurant in like a mall, sometimes they have like the diorama or like the the fake food yeah, yeah, that yeah. shows you what it's supposed to be. They will buy those kits and then make it, and it's so satisfying to me because it looks so real even though I know it's not, and it's just like the crinklies of the packaging and like just the watching them push, pull, uh, like a squeeze out like the, the resin or whatever it is that they're using. It's just very good. That sounds very good. <laughs> very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I love food, YouTube. Food Do too. you have yes. food <laughs> A current food obsession. So something you're either obsessing over eating or something you've been eating obsessively. For me, it's like a lifelong obsession with soup. Soup. I am. Soup is my favorite food. For every soup. All the time. (laughs) Like. Like any soup? Do you have any soups you don't like? I'm not. I have a difficulty with cold soups. I keep trying, but I can't quite get to it because that's not what I want. I'm a little mm-hmm. better if I, even if I don't have to eat it with a spoon. If I can like sip it out of a cup, mm-hmm. it doesn't weird me out as much. But like bringing a cold spoonful of something up to my mouth, don't don't like it. Getcha. I understand. But like uh, I have the ingredients right now uh, to make a soup. I invented. Um, I had a I had a rye bread that I really liked. I got a it was an Orwashers uh, bakery rye bread, and I was like, this oh, the soup, this bread is so good, I want to make a soup out of it. That's kind of how I react <laughs> when I eat a really good food. I'm like, I want to make a soup out of this. Mm-hmm. And so I made a, a, I was like, okay, rye bread, let me think, you know, make kind of connections in my head there, what this makes me think of. And so I invented a soup, and I've made it a couple times now. That's um, kielbasa and red onion and carrots and uh, this bread chopped up into um, small pieces so it kind of dissolves, and uh stock and beer and dill and oh. sour cream and horseradish and like a little bit of uh cornichon brine it sounds like the perfect soup for rye bread <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's it's uh it's really good actually i actually uh was talking to i i've been using a six point beer in it usually mm-hmm. almost every time i've made it and i actually had a couple of the six point guys were at work and i was like i'm making a soup with your stuff i love your your beer and i sent them, <laughs> i sent them the recipe and i'm like if you want to use this on anything let me know that sounds really good i think that's so cool to take inspiration from something that isn't a soup and creating a soup out of it yeah that's really neat actually. i definitely got it a lot from my mom because mm-hmm. uh, she would just like make a lot of leftover soup like kind of toss everything into I, a pot yeah. and see what happens and that gave me the inspiration i think she you know she made something that had like a mango salsa in it, and I liked the sweetness and the and the spiciness and the sourness. And I invented this soup, which is my favorite food in the world. And it is a I call it Whitney's Super Healthy Soup. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's chicken soup, but it doesn't you don't have to put chicken in it. But I I do um, with its you know stock and then orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice, a ton of garlic and ginger and hot peppers. That sounds awesome. And then, you know, carrots and onions and uh, wild rice and brown rice and then chicken if you feel like it. And it's mm-hmm. and it's hot and sweet and spicy and sour and it's and it's just in the the kind of nuttiness and good good toothiness of the of the rice and it's my favorite thing in the world. That sounds really good. 
So any sort of broth that has that gingery, garlicky, mm-hmm. tangy thing to it is just it. Oh, it's my favorite thing to drink. And I, I actually just the, my 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 dinner slash late lunch was. Um, I don't know if you've there's there's Brodo broth in New York. It's this restaurant called Hearth that had a they opened up a broth window in the winter uh-huh. where you could go and get your your bone broth. And now they're selling it in containers. And I was like, well, I gotta see. And so I brought bought a seventeen dollar thing of frozen broth, <laughs> frozen and it was it was very good. It was quite tasty. It was ridiculous, and I don't think I'll buy it again. But mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, this is you know, yeah. If this if, if I could start every morning with a hot cup of this, it's delicious, like your coffee. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. I would then also have coffee because <laughs> I'm sleepy. Oh, yeah, um... soup! Soup is my life. Soup is my thing. I actually, I'm with you on the cold soup thing, uh, except I really love like a cold pea soup, like a mint pea soup with like creme fraiche in it. It's pretty, pretty good. I think the refreshingness of the mint would probably make it work for me. But again, I would prefer if I could, if you, could you just pour it in a mug for me to sip? Yeah. (laughs) Please please don't make me, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of it is the interacting with a spoon, like a cold, I don't like cereal either. I think I just maybe don't like having a cold spoon in my mouth. I understand that. I love to eat cold things with a spoon. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what am I saying? I love ice cream, so. Yeah. I tend to like foods better cold. Like, even if they were made hot, like lasagna or pizza or most things, actually, I tend to prefer, like, room temperature or cold, and that's just a weird thing about me. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's like, I know, I know that, like, cereal is the easiest food in the world, mm-hmm. especially if you're sad. Which is an issue I have at times, but I'm just like, oh god, it would just make me sadder to eat this bowl of cold. I mean, you just, I mean, even, I mean, it could go the other direction where you just eat it straight out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just lie in bed and pour the Cheerios directly on my face. Yes. <laughs> so, aside from soup, what is a food that you can't live without? Um, oh, rice. Oh, that's that's a good one. Cause I like, I could if you gave me like of of the two I think big you know base carbohydrates of our world, you like you have to give up bread forever, or you have to give up rice. I mean I love sandwiches, but I would uh, I could I need I need that rice. I feel like there's good. definitely more you can do with rice, and it's it's so good in a, in a soup. Yeah, <laughs> just like sometimes I just get this oh, like a craving for. You know, a green curry with like a little extra jasmine mm-hmm. rice on the side, or you know, uh, Japanese curry rice or fried rice, any kind of. Or, it's, and it's and it's like I love it. It's because I feel like there's it's one of the best foods. Like I feel like it's one of those ones that agrees with everybody almost. Pretty like, much, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's like you know, any any age or infirmity or uh, various. Uh, you know, whatever ailments you might have. I feel like almost nobody has, like, a a rice intolerance. Yeah. It's the perfect food. Yeah, it's also... I mean, you can make rice pudding, so it's sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can... If you're craving something that's more like a sandwich, you can always have sushi. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. there's... Like, there's just so many ways... Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Rice is pretty incredible. (laughs) And then there's, you know, brown rice and wild rice. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, like, food rituals aside from, well, you said you like coffee. But do you have any, like, food rituals where, like, you have to eat something a certain way every time? Or you have to eat this thing every single day? Or maybe every Sunday you have to eat it? So like I that? I have, this is, I, 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 I love that I know now that I'm not the only person in the world who does this. But I have a special dumb way of eating Kit Kats. Okay. Where when you get the like the four or even like, the little ones, when you get the individual Kit Kat, the mm-hmm. little I I bite off the ends, the two ends at the long ends, mm-hmm. and then I bite off the chocolate on on the long sides, mm-hmm. and then I eat the top wafer and the bottom wafer, and then I eat the middle wafer. <laughs> Do you eat the bottom chocolate off before you eat the top chocolate off? I eat the I don't eat the chocolate off. I eat the I eat the wafer and the top chocolate off at the same time, and then the wafer okay. and the bottom chocolate off. I get you. And then I have the middle wafer on its own. That's, I, yeah, I think I've eaten one that way before. Yeah. I think I like to try to bite the chocolate off the bottom without getting the wafer. Yeah. And usually but I definitely if, would eat the two ends first. 
If if there are if I have uh, the the four pack, mm-hmm. I will eat half in the dissecting way and then half normal. <laughs> normal. Yeah, just biting it. <laughs> I also I also eat I also don't string string cheese. I was actually just gonna ask you about string cheese. Do you string it or just eat it? I just, I just bite it. it. I just, I just bite eat it. it. Yeah, I, mean, I like a I'm banana. Feeling, yeah, I yeah I just chomp it. I you know sometimes if I feel like it I might string it. And I know some people are very upset by this, but I'm sorry, man, you can't last over. I think it tastes better if you just bite it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's better. I genuinely do. <laughs> What's a food that you wish was healthy, but it isn't? See, I don't care. You don't care? Yeah. I don't, you know, life is only so long, and so it doesn't, it does not particularly matter to me if, I mean. I guess another way you could take this question is something that you wish you could eat, but it makes you sick, or maybe you're allergic to it. (laughs) I only just recently, over this past year, developed a, a nut allergy. Oh no! Yeah, like over this, uh, like uh, just a uh, just this week, I was at a uh, office party, office happy hour thing, and there was a big bowl of peanuts, and I was sitting, I was just like sitting next to this bowl of peanuts all night, and then I was like, oh wow, my like nose is stuffing up, and my eyes are kind of watering, and I'm kind of coughing oh. a little because I'm sitting next to this bowl of peanuts. So I would like to uh, no no longer be. I was never like a big nut fan, but they're in mm-hmm. everything. Actually, and, like, you know. I, Peanuts are not really like tree nuts, so you might be okay with other nuts. No, I've tested it. Oh, you tested it? Okay, yeah, it has now gone so far I'm allergic to coconut meat. No! Yeah, I ate a macaroon. It was just screwed up all day. That really sucks considering that, you know, you seem to like a lot of the dishes that would probably have things like coconut in it. Well, coconut milk is fine, and coconut water is fine, but just like the actual meat of the coconut. It's just the pulp. Yeah, the, the yeah, meat. guess me. Uh, the fact that I, so I would take peanuts back partly because like Thai food is my favorite thing in the world, mm-hmm. and that really like cuts off a lot of the menu. Mm-hmm. Man, and also, and also, one. I miss oh, I miss Reese's. Reese's. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And peanut butter M and M's, the peanut butter chocolate combo, especially if you if you can have lost all other nuts. Ugh. Maybe peanut, peanut, chocolate and sesame, I guess. It's close, but... It's they make the those, like... What are they called? Peanut... <laughs> I don't know. Cups. Peanut butter cups. Something like that, where they're, like... They don't have nuts in them. They're, like, pea protein, I think. I don't know if they're any good, but... <laughs> I, I was I was researching those recently, because I was just like, wait, what is this? Oh, that's I'll unfortunate. That. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's not great. But... I'm allergic to a lot of weird things. I'm allergic to, and it's just been something that's developed in my 30s, like all these weird food mm-hmm. allergies, like all stone fruits. Yeah, that's what, that one's pretty common, actually, I've found uh, in the people I've been talking to recently about like food allergies is stone fruits. Do you find that with avocados as well? Can you have avocado? I can have avocado all day, but you, you put an apricot near me and I'm just screwed. Yeah, I know I've known people who have like legume allergies who are allergic to avocados and they're also like allergic to peaches. I have no idea. It's it's so interesting how like foods you wouldn't think are related at all, you can have allergies yeah. to them, and that's how you find this whole like twisted biology. Like these things are common descendants of this other thing. Yeah, and things like I'm allergic to celery root, but I'm not allergic to celery. That's it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Well, bodies they're terrible. They are. Terrible. So yes, I guess if I could have some, I, I would like to not have any food allergies anymore. <laughs> Well, what's a food that you want to try to eat more of? I need to get into Korean food because oh. this is something like I, I the first couple of times I had it, like I just I don't know, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I had something like I ordered the wrong thing, or it just was not. You know, I was younger and it was not a familiar flavor. But I know that that's a very soup and stew based culinary absolutely culture, and so that is obviously I need to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I love, and you know, as I've grown older and sort of expanded, you know, my palate, I like, I like those flavors more and I, you know, have enjoyed since, since, you know, kind of gave it a break for all, but now, you know, I've been trying more. I was like, oh yeah, I like this. I like this. So I want to get into, I want to get into some, some more Korean food. That's awesome. Uh, I feel like I've only had Korean barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's really the only interaction I've had with it. So that's, that's cool. Uh, is there any like particular dish that you would like to try? Um, I just don't, I don't know a lot about it. 
Oh, to bring it back to rice, they have that, um, I don't know the word for it, but the rice, there's a kind of rice cake that's like a long tube, and they taste, they are like the this best, like, little, um, just, they have the greatest little texture to them, these, like, little tubes of of rice that sounds stuff. Good. And are it's they so sweet? Good. No, no, like, I, I've had them in soup. Oh. And they just sort of, like, they're, you know, sort of like, like mochi, kind of. Mm-hmm. Textured that sort of you know they're a little they have a little bite when you you know a little, yeah. little tense when you bite into them they feel good to, to chew they yes. good. and they're not chewy but they have you know I've I've already used the word toothsome once so I don't want to use it again but... <laughs> it's hard not to use that word when you're talking about food though yeah like... it's, it's it feels it feels good when you bite into it I know what you mean do you have any foods that like because you said that you weren't super into Korean food, like, when you had it before. Is there any other foods that, like, you weren't big on as a kid but you really love now? I used to. There's so many things I don't like not liking stuff. So -hmm. there is a bunch, there are a bunch of, you know, foods that I kind of just forced myself to like. I just, like, I willed myself into liking. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to not like broccoli. I used to not like mushrooms. I used to not like olives. And I just was like, no, I'll just, I'm just going to keep eating these until I like it. And now, like, I love olives. I love broccoli. I'll just eat a bowl of raw bro- broccoli for dinner. Mushrooms all that's, day. That's such a good... It's like a immersion therapy almost. Like, yeah, uh... and I, I, like, I don't like it when... Like, I have that gene that makes some greens just too bitter to eat. Yeah. Like, I can't... Like, broccoli rob is unpalatably bitter. It tastes like poison. I, and I've tried and tried and tried. And I'm like, you can't get past this. It tastes... You're... Your mm-hmm. genetic makeup has made this taste like poison to you. So I resent it when there's a thing that I just cannot like. Yeah. Any, anything else, I'll, I, I attack it. I wanna, I'm like, no, I'll learn to like this. I, I feel like it, usually people, it's, it's vegetables, like almost always. Oh, yeah. And mushrooms are really common too, though. Like mushrooms and broccoli. Brussels yeah. sprouts. Do you like Brussels sprouts? I love them. I love them. I don't, yeah. I love vegetables. I love just about every vegetable. Fruit, I'm not big on. Interesting. I don't, I, I don't like most fruit. Like, I, most of it is like a texture issue, or it's just like too... Fruit does have weird textures. I, it's too I messy to eat. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's... Do you like melons? I do love melons. You, you mentioned, uh, before we started recording, you mentioned uh, melon oh. in your margarita, I believe. It was right? a it was a honeydew-infused honeydew. rum. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I like melon, but again, like, mostly I just... I think it's just the way that we eat fruit. It's like a food that you're supposed to eat with your hands, and I don't like having messy, sticky hands. That's fair enough. I'm just like a little, I'm a little prissy otter about things, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Do you like berries? Like where you can just eat the whole thing in like one bite? I like grapes. Grapes are great. Yeah, grapes are a good one. Especially grapes that you put in the freezer. Oh, yes. Oh, those are so good in like smoothies treat. too. Do you? Will you eat fruit in a smoothie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got on a real smoothie yeah. kick a couple years ago. I've been on a smoothie kick the last, like, couple weeks. Like, I've been obsessively making and drinking just smoothie, smoothie, smoothie. Lots of bananas. Mm, kale. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And spinach and, like, I think blueberry in particular is really good at masking. Uh, I almost always add blueberry and spinach into my fruit smoothies. I love it. I love, like, the really grosser a smoothie looks, the more I like it. The more Generally, it looks like a, like a, like a pond. Yeah, I think, like... I know that you ha- you said that you have like a nut allergy now. Uh, when I add like any kind of nut butter, it immediately <laughs> looks way grosser. <laughs> like put to like put some yogurt in with a like a yes. kale smoothie that's got yeah. a lot of stuff in it. It's just like oh look at this. Or like flax or something. It's like this looks gross. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it now. Put like a thing of oatmeal in there. Yum. Yep. Oh yeah, oatmeal's great. Yeah. Um, what is a food that you really, really, really loved as a kid that was just, like, absolutely horrid. Like, you maybe still would eat it now, but it was definitely not good for you. I was thinking about this, and I, like, in high school, I survived. Like, I, you know, I, in, uh, up until I was in high school, like, my mom was a homemaker, and then she went back to work. So, you know, I'd be getting home at 2, 2, th- two 3 in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna feed myself. And so what I fed myself was on all, all these, like, uh, frozen dinners and on like noodle roni and stuff like that. All those things uh-huh, that are just like uh-huh. the biggest sodium bomb. And there's part of me that's still like, like I want to still enjoy that. But when I eat it, I'm just like, 
it's so salty. <laughs> this is so yes. hard to, I'm, I'm older now and my, my palate has changed. And so I still kind of like eating, I mean, it's the same as like, you know, a mac and cheese kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 find... lo- I, I love going to town on, on, a, on a good old blue box. Oh, yeah. If only we were children and could survive pretty much anything. And that's it, like, with the, the instant ramen noodles, like, I have to, you know, now I, if I use the whole packet of the seasoning packet, I'm like, it's too salty. Yeah. And so I, I, like, do a sprinkle of it and then season it otherwise with, like, lemon juice and sriracha and ginger. And but, I, my instant yeah. ramen is, is, is so overly convoluted, what I, all the things I put in it to make it enjoyable, that now I'm like, oh, ramen, but that's so much work. <laughs> it's like, oh, I might as well have made it from scratch. Do you have any favorite dishes? Like, it can be as specific as, like, something your parents always made, or, like, a specific dish at a restaurant, or just something that, like, you always know, like, this is my go-to. It's gonna shock you. It's a soup. <laughs> <laughs> There was a soup that my mom made for us when um, we were growing up that apparently, like, my, my mom's mom, there was not a strong, like, any culinary tradition there. It's, you know, Western Pennsylvania, uh, you know, fairly poor upbringing. Uh, but she made this beef and potato soup that was just ground beef and uh, potatoes and onions, and that was about it. And, you know, as we got older, like, she started putting leeks in it. And that's, like, my go- it's my go-to... <laughs> It's my go-to comfort thing, and it was funny. Her, uh, my mom passed away a couple years ago, oh. and uh, so that's it's it's very much a thing that makes me feel connected with her, and it's also mm-hmm. just like it's easy to make. It's it's fairly cheap to make, and it's just so comforting and so good. Just all these potatoes, potatoes and beef and onions and leeks and garlic and <laughs> a bunch of yeah. salt. It's very salty soup, and just speaking of, and it's it's so nice. And I think you know if that was like. Uh, my you know last meal before you know heading off to the execution chamber I'm like please just give me so my, so my mom was soup with a with a big old crusty piece of bread that sounds amazing uh are you big into like shepherd's pie because it sounds oh yeah 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 there's just something about specifically like a beef plus potato combo oh, so good, so good. that uh, I feel like it just feels very human I don't know how to describe it other than it's that. earthy earthy yes yeah. Yeah. Um, the last the last time I made this soup, I, I I wildly varied from from the 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 book, and I put some peas in it. What? what? It was very good. Just to put a bag of frozen peas in. I quite love peas yes. in most potato things. Yes. I love the 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 fresh kind of like bursting mm. that you can get from a pea. Like when you bite into it, it's got it's not like a snap, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, peas are great. Do you have any other favorite dishes? Well, I, I've already talked about my, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what a favorite restaurant dish. Oh, um, I love, I've made um, Japanese curry rice from scratch a couple times, but I can never, it's never quite as good mm-hmm. as, as I can get it at a restaurant. Especially, um, there's a restaurant, Kenka, in New York, that's just a fun izakaya place that's, you know, cheap. I was there just on Friday, and it's, you know, cheap, good, you know, mm-hmm. Japanese food, and they, they make it so good. And it, I can never quite make it as good, so that's always my favorite to have a big curry rice with you know the you know beef or maybe with a with a with a tonkatsu pork cutlet mm-hmm. on there. Oh, so good! And it comes comes back to rice as well. Oh my god, <laughs> rice is the food. So, do you have any like favorite restaurants or well, ones that you would recommend to people? Well, I will say, yeah, if uh, if you go to um, if you're in New York, Kenka, which I just mentioned, mm-hmm. is uh, it's a fun place. That's uh, their their uh, catchphrase is uh, "Umai yasui hayai," which is uh, uh, delicious, uh, tasty, and cheap. It's, it's, <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's it's delicious, cheap, and fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mistranslated there. Um, and it's just you know you can go there and they have incredibly cheap beer and lots and all the you know I was there with. Uh, two other friends and we ate and drank ourselves stupid and it was you know less than 50 bucks a person for nice. like for like three or four hours of just just a bacchanal that's pretty awesome especially like in new york like, yeah that's and it's been incredible it's been around oh at least probably at least 15 years because i've been going since since the end of since i graduated college and that was in mm-hmm. 2004 so that's uh, that's uh, it's probably one of my favorite places in the world. 
I hope I hope that the afterlife is a little bit like 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 Kenka, <laughs> like being in a in in a place with a bunch of my friends just eating and drinking and gosh, we would be so lucky. I hope so. Yeah. What's like a favorite food memory? Like a positive food memory for you? Um it's uh anytime I go to visit my brother who still lives in Nashville, which is where I'm from. We always, uh, I always basically insist on um, having a nabe night. Uh, his his wife is Japanese, and he lived in Japan for a while. And I studied Japanese in in mm-hmm. college, and so nabe is just like a big hot pot kind of thing. You just put everything mm-hmm. into a big pot, and you put a bunch of vegetables, and so you know you have all these things chopped up, and you know as you, as you you know you put them all in the pot, and then you eat them out of the pot, and then you put more things in the pot, and everybody just gets stuffed and stuffed. And we tend to make it, you know, with kimchi as well, so it's spicy. And then at the end, when you've eaten all the vegetables, we put udon in it and have, like, extra soup, and you're just stuffed stupid. And, you know, we're usually drinking a bunch of beer at the same time. So any any of those moments, <laughs> like, that could, that could be any of, any of a number of, of times I've done that with my brother and his family, of just that wonderful combination of eating a really good food, and especially something like that, where it's the combination of who you're with and, like, it's it's food that you know, everybody's contributing to. Yeah. And we contributed, everybody contributed to the preparation of it. Now everybody's enjoying it at once. It's just like the perfect, it's what I want out of food is that commonality and community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all sticking our chopsticks in the same dish, you know? Yeah. We're family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I totally feel that. And, uh, that's something, uh, in college we, my friends and I would do like a Friday or no, not Friday, like a Thursday night, like potluck kind of thing. And it started off with taco ingredients. Like people would bring different taco ingredients and it completely evolved into like, oh, we're all going to make macaroni and cheese or we're all going to make avocado themed dishes or we're doing Thanksgiving or, you know, it just completely, we just, it got out of hand, but in a great way. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I, it's one of the I come to come back to being human again. I just feel like it's one of those special things that all people have. Yeah. We all we all eat. Everybody's <laughs> all gotta, gotta eat. eat. Everybody's gotta eat. And that's why that's why that's one of the things I love I love food so much and why I'm so obsessed mm-hmm. with everything food related. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about baking is is not only like, oh I get to eat this, but also oh I can bring like this to share. my friends. Exactly. I love cooking. I can nourish my the people I care about. Yeah. So, to end, mm-hmm. what is a food that you would like to try to make, or a technique that you would like to try? I, I, I feel I need to get better at meat. Ah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I live alone and I'm cooking for myself. So when it comes mm-hmm. to like, I'm pretty good at, at like roasting a chicken, but I want to get better at like making a steak. Like I've done it successfully a couple times, but I always end up. Just ends up not quite right, so I'd like to get. It's very intimidating. Yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not very comfortable or confident with meat either. Uh, I think also, like, you can buy a vegetable and pretty much figure out something to do with it. Like, you can be like, "Oh, I'll just have it with eggs, or I'll have it with rice." Yeah, the thing with with vegetables, you can eat it raw. (laughs) Exactly too. Exactly. Yeah, with meat, it's like you have to like have a plan going in, or you need to like buy it in bulk and like put it in your freezer. Yeah. So if I, if I wanted to sit down and, like, give myself, like, a like a 1950s husband meal, <laughs> like, put, like, some steak and potatoes on my mm-hmm. plate, just, and then, like, a big glass of red wine and just pretend that... Perfect. I'm a Republican or something, and... <laughs> <laughs> and that everything is great, and that someday I'll own a house. Yeah, I just like to get, like, good at that. Uh, my boyfriend's been really into researching, I think it's Wagyu beef? Oh, yeah, Wagyu, yeah. Well, yeah, that one where the incredibly, incredibly expensive beef with yep. like the certificate of authenticity and everything. And he's been researching uh, places in Chicago to buy it. And I'm like, I mean, we can do this if you want. Oh, I but feel also the pressure. Uh, yeah, I was like, we, we, what if we found a restaurant that had it and like they just served it to you? And he's like, yeah, but he wants to like buy it and prepare it himself. And I'm like, I totally understand that too. Yeah. But also I'm like, this would be a really good birthday present. So like you shouldn't do it because maybe I'll do it for you later. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it seems to be something he's super into. But I feel like that would be really interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, steak. That That's a steak that you really need to get right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I can talk about you... food forever. We could go on for another, like, several hours. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Aside uh, from your article, which I'm going to link anyway. Yes, I've, I've written a couple articles for Eater, and uh, you can, you know, Whitney Reynolds, Eater, and you'll find those. Um, mm-hmm. I do a podcast myself called I Haven't Seen That, which is uh, uh, basically the, the short story there is I met a fellow on Twitter, and we hit it off, and we decided we'd do a podcast. And the very <laughs> first episode is our very first conversation that we ever had. And now wow. it is uh, three years later, and we're still doing it, and we're best friends now. And so that's just... That's so cool. You want to hear, you know, and we have we've had guests over, guests mm-hmm. on over the years, but we we kind of come back to the the basic thing of just the two of us since he just had a child, and you know our schedules are hard to pin down. So it's just it's just two I, friends having a nice chat. I feel also that like having a child probably unlocks a whole another realm of uh, discussion topics for him. <laughs> yeah, and also sometimes she uh, guest stars by That's crying. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. I'm, I'm going to have to give that a listen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm your host again. I'm your host, Lauren Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at LaurenMJ. Um, my website is laurenjordan.net. Thanks again to Whitney. For oh, can I, on the can I throw in my, my Twitter handle? Yes, well? absolutely. Go for yes, it. Yes, it's uh, Whitney Arner. Perfect. Yeah. I will link it in the description box. Thank you. So thanks again for listening and happy eating. Thanks again for listening to Amuse Bouge Podcast. The podcast is recorded and edited by me, Lauren Jordan. The intro music is by Christine Tuna. You can follow her on Twitter at Christine Tuna, Christine with a K, Tuna like the fish, or visit her website at ChristineTuna.com. Tuna is spelled T-H-U-N-E.com. The outro music is by Chris Smith, who creates music as Luno. You can follow him on Twitter at Lunoland or listen to his music at LunoMusic.com. And happy eating! Yum.